0: Time to move on past Rutgers. I know that's not the easiest thing to do, but it's time to move on to Virginia Tech in Boston College's first ACC game. We'll look at what the Virginia Tech Hokies bring, some challenges they may present, and everything in between on today's Locked On BC. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black Happy Wednesday, everyone. We are now on Virginia Tech. Now, they, you know, we've been talking about the Rutgers loss for the last couple of days, but as uh you know many coaches say, it's time to move on. It's it's time to move on to to Blacksburg. And this is the first day we're gonna talk about Virginia Tech. Interesting team that provides some interesting challenges, but is also kind of in the same shoes as the Eagles. Uh, Virginia Tech played their opening game against Old Dominion, a game that they also lost 20 to 17. Um, and they, had the same battle in the boat as the Eagles in terms of trying to figure out how to get their season started. Now, this is the same Virginia Tech team that played against BC last year in the red bandana game, a game that saw um, Phil Kovic and. Uh, return from his hand injury and lead them in terms of a, a big win for, for BC now on you know, they're on path, Justin Fuente, they, they fired him at the end of the season. They hired Brett pride, the uh, defensive coordinator for Penn state. And the hope is that he's going to figure things out. Now, Mitch Wolf and I, we disagree on the, the positivity of this hire. Now, Mitch, Mitch is, much more down on this than I am. I like this hire. I think it's a good one. I think pry reminds me a lot of the guys uh, that made Tech great, whether it's Frank Beamer or Bud Foster. He just seems like he's in that same mold and given some time, I think he'll get the Hokies to that next level. That being said, he's got some, he has some uh, difficult times ahead of him. You know, Tech is not a very, Deep team right now. Uh, they're starting a quarterback, Brent Pry. Uh, not Brent Pry. Excuse me. That's the head <laughs> coach, um, Grant Wells from Marshall, whom- who had some great stats with the Thundering Herd, but man, did have a tough first game for the Hokies. You know, throw for four interceptions, including the game-ending interception to the Old Dominion Monarchs. You know, you know, you look at where they're at, Virginia Tech. Lost, you know, 15 guys in the transfer portal. They did not keep um, a lot of talent. That being said, as a Boston College fan, you saw what we saw against Rutgers, right? And you can't feel that confident because this is a night game in Blacksburg. And I don't need to tell Boston College fans what that means. When you play in Blacksburg, a in at Winter Sandman Hits... When they can get that mojo going with that student section, it's a difference. It's a difference maker, right? They have one of the most unique stadiums in terms of game day atmospheres in college football. It's only at night when you play at Lane Stadium during the day, it feels like any other stadium, and it's kind of quiet during the day. And and on all honest opinions, but when you put night, when the lights go down in Blacksburg that stadium becomes something special. And now that old dominion beaten Virginia tech, I almost wanted to be to win that game because now you go to lane stadium at night and they're going to have, they're, they're going to be jonesing to beat this team. They're going to be playing at a higher level. Than they did against old dominion because they're in front of their fans. They're in front of their donors, their families, all those players, that have come before them. There's going to be them in the stand watching this. It's going to be a special game for the Hokies and Boston college. You have to worry about where they're going to go with this because, you know, Virginia tech did what, the, you know, they lost that game against Indian, but that wasn't on the defense's fault. Defense allowed only, you know, 245 yards game. They allowed one touchdown. And the rest was on, you know, the, the the offense. The offense looked really, really poor, especially the passing offense. Um, you know, their their run game also. I mean, Keyshawn King had a decent game, but the rest of the offense didn't do much. And I, I look at what BC did and say they've got to they've got to come a long way if they're going to win this game, because I I am not sold on the Hokies being um, the worst team here. I'm not sold on that yet. And as much as I want to go on here and, um, you know, spam the fans and, and really troll them. I don't see it yet. I want to see that that BC can can put together a, a full game on both sides of the ball. You know, the offensive line, they need to play better. The defensive line, they got a whole game. Defensive line didn't do that bad against Rutgers. They just fell apart at the end. Um, But this is a night game. I love night games. I don't know about you folks, but I love a good night game. And it adds a special flavor to a, 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 a series that I think, um, you know, has kind of run its course. This is the last year that BC gets Virginia Tech. Uh, on their schedule as a regular opponent. Then after one of those teams, they play every three years. So gone are the days of Matt Ryan and Tyler, um, sorry, T- Tyrod Taylor and uh, Sean Glennon and um, who am I forgetting on the, the back end? Cam Chancellor. Those games are gone. The the big you know ACC championship games between these programs. Right now, on paper, you have – a BC team that is under that underperformed last week. And you have a Virginia tech team underperformed for years too. There is a lot at stake in this game. There is a lot for both of these teams. A first, you know, losing an out of conference game is tough when you lose to Rutgers, when you lose to old dominion, those games, but you can turn that all around with a first, win in the conference because when you look at the standing when they put the standings in ESPN when they put the standings on in the papers they don't do it based off an overall record they do it on conference record so BC could go into you know week three with a one and one record and be first in the conference or tie for first in the conference with one win that's a big deal that basically puts you where you want to be and yeah, you don't want to lose to Rutgers. You don't want to, You don't want that that loss over your head. But for both of these, they want that first ACC win. They want that. And when you look, and I'm going to put this up on the screen in a second. When you look, at, I love this this um, Twitter account, Stats of War. He puts up um, you know the basic um, you know statistical analysis of an, every game going on in college football, and then he gives his win probability and you look at where these two teams are and how close this is, BC has a 54% chance of winning this game, and the projected points is 27.97 to 26.55. What a close game this could be. It could be an ugly, ugly affair, but we're going to get into where I think BC might have a little bit of an edge in just a moment. But before we do that... I want to talk to you about locked on ACC locked on ACC is your place to go. And if you want to get your ACC coverage, it's hosted by the great Candace Cooper. And she tells you everything that you need to know about college football in the Atlantic coast conference. So make sure to check out locked on ACC wherever you get your podcasts. And I'd like to thank LinkedIn jobs for making us, the official making for being the official college football recruiter sponsor across the locked on college network. LinkedIn jobs helps you get your jobs noticed and sorry, uh, helps you get the camp do faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. And as you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your business on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here for you to make it easier. Head over to LinkedIn Jobs... To make sure you create a free job post in minutes to your network and beyond in the largest world's largest professional network of over 810 million people, then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. So your network and you the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. You quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly forty million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job free at LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Locked on Boss College, AJ Black here, and we are talking about the tech game and we were discussing a little bit about how important this game is for all involved and that this is almost, we're almost at the point now where this is a must win game for BC because after this game, you have Maine. that game doesn't really matter. You know, when you play the black bears, it's what it is, right? You're playing as a team. It's not all that good. But after that, you're going off to, florida state you play florida state on the road and we saw what florida state could do you know they looked very good against lsu and they have all the mojo going in the world and jordan travis looked much more like the jordan travis we saw against boston college just uh last year that looks like a challenge so this is a win this is a, a game bc has to win this is a game that even though you're on the road, that you're playing at Lane Stadium, you need to win this game. And so, what are Virginia Tech's weaknesses? What is it about this team that BC could exploit? Well, first of all, the quarterback play against Old Dominion was it was It was really bad. Grant Wells threw 21 for 36 with one touchdown in four interceptions and an ESPN QBR rating of 31.7. They somehow lost to a team with Hayden Wolf, who threw for 4-35, 165 yards, and a QB rating of 24. So this game was a game of two terrible quarterbacks, you know, playing a very poor game together. However, look at Greg Wells, and I worry. Because BC just to a team that had no quarterback and still beat them. I mean, no offense to Rutgers, but they couldn't throw the football. Grant Wells can sort of throw the football. He's not all that accurate. So that leads to the question, what's better for BC? Playing a team like Rutgers has no quarterback who can run the ball down your throat, or play a team like Virginia Tech who has a quarterback like Grant Wells who just makes a ton of mistakes and can turn the ball over? I actually think Virginia Tech is a better matchup because they're going to make mistakes. I mean, Wells made a lot of mistakes against Old Dominion. So that might actually line up better for the Eagles. Like Rutgers just played careful. They didn't want to let you beat them. They didn't want to let BC beat them by shooting themselves in the foot. All Grant Wells did last week was shoot himself in the foot. That literally was like what he did all last week. So that could be a position where BC might have a bit of an edge. The other piece that I look at is on, uh, in terms of the defense, you know, I look at what Virginia tech did. They only had one sack that entire game. Now, what was one thing that Phil Dracovic had an issue with? Well, it was, it was pressure. Virginia Tech couldn't get home against Old Dominion. And Old Dominion dropped back at least thirty-five times, and that shows you that they may not get the pressure Rutgers did. So, I I, I still have some uh, reservation with this piece because I think Virginia Tech does have more. Um, you know, they they might have just got caught asleep at the wheel there. But I, I I look at this and I go, huh? Maybe BC has a little bit of an edge if their defensive line plays better again. Looking at all this, I have to say, again, I can give you all the stats of the world. If BC's not executing on both ends, if they're making mistakes, if if they're missing blocks, if their defense is all out of place, none of this matters, right? I, I can give you the stats till my face turns blue and give you some projections of if they improve. But if they don't, it's all pointless. So I'm giving you some thoughts here. I'm giving you what I think. And... I I realistically think I I guess it's the optimistic in optimism in me that yeah I I understand you are all upset with Jeff Halfley. you think that he's failed you that there's no improvement that they you know they're 2 and 7 in their last 9 games but I I I I I am going to st- I you know it's a it's a boring season if I just think they're going to fall on their face for the, for the next you know 12 weeks I, I I see what I saw on that tape and I said, okay, yeah, that, that's ugly as heck. That's ugly, but I can see it's fixable. There's stuff that they were doing that with a little bit more reps that continue to build, maybe they can fix some of that stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that if Boston college can do some of that, then maybe these statistics will matter that we're not just talking about, well, you know, if Drew Kendall doesn't fall on his face and, 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 Jack Conley has a better game, you know. Is that going to actually happen? I I do think these are things that could happen. I do think they might take a step forward. If they take, if you look at the mistakes that they made last week and clean them up, BC play had a good scheme there, but there were so many of them. You know, maybe they, maybe if with a fresh start they figure some stuff out. That's all I'm saying here. I'm I'm not going to be all roses and and maroon and gold roses here, folks, because I do know that they, what they did last week was very, very concerning. And so I'm going to go into this week a little skeptical. I'm going to be just like you all. I'm going to be skeptical. I'm going to be a little nervous that things aren't going to change and we'll have to wait and see what happens. Now, speaking of skepticism in a moment, I'm going to get into college basketball, which we have not spoken about in a while is I'm going to look at a big, 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 big time recruit who's about to name his uh, commitment. Boston College is in his final group. We'll get into that in just a moment. Locked on Boston College, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. And we, just a reminder, if you're listening to this on YouTube, we are on our quest for 600 subscribers right now before the start of the basketball season. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, just hit the subscribe button. Even if you are uh, a regular listener on the podcast and aren't into doing that, just hit it. Just hit subscribe. We're going to be doing this a lot more on YouTube, doing live, having, uh, you know, commenters, on our podcast, you know, talk about what you guys have to say. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and help us in our quest for six hundred. All right, it's been a while since we've talked college basketball here on Locked On BC, and we're we're you know on the home stretch in terms of them starting their season, getting ready uh, for that first opening games Dartmouth. But what I look at, you know, as we're getting there, is the recruiting trail that is getting BC fans all hot and fathered. And that is TJ power, a power forward slash center out of Worcester Academy class of 23, who is a top 100 recruit who has BC in his final grouping along with Duke UNC Iowa and UVA. And this would be a game changing recruit for the Boston college Eagles. TJ power uh, blew up this off season with some tremendous play on the AAU circuit, uh, really putting himself out there as one of the biggest um, and best um recruits that BC ever been associated with. And to fa- the fact that he's in there at this point, that he is ready to make his decision. And BC is in there, that decision uh, gr- that discussion group, is very exciting. Now you're all like listening to this going, okay, so he's down to UNC, Duke, UVA, and BC and Iowa. Does BC actually have any chance? I'm going to have to be the skeptical. Okay. Person here, folks. I don't think they do. Unfortunately, this would be a game changing recruit. I just, I don't see it happening. When you have Duke and UNC ho- floating around, and you can sell the Coach K Arena and the Dean Smith Arena and the history that both of those programs have, I mean, even UVA, UVA that just won a national championship two three years ago. This is this is not any way, shape, or form a, a, a condemnation of what Earl Grant's doing because I think he's doing some really great stuff. But I don't think BC right now is in that class. Now, I would love to be wrong here. You know, they've got the new practice facility, they've got some momentum. Maybe he wants to play closer to home. Who knows? But if you're going by the 247 Crystal Balls uh, the Devil's Den, who cover that uh, Duke, they both have i going to Duke. And, you know, maybe they know something, maybe they don't. But he's going to decide today at 5 p.m. And if he does choose B, head over to Eagle Insider. We'll have full coverage of his decision. Um, and uh, even if he doesn't, I'm sure the national guys will have it up on our site too. So this is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back tomorrow as we continue our, our trek towards the Virginia Tech game and hopefully be his first win of the season. If you have not done so already, make sure to subscribe to our Lock BC uh, YouTube page. It really does help. We're getting closer to 600 every day. All of you are making a big difference here. Thank you all for listening. We will see you again soon. Take care.